Welcome to episode 141. Today we are talking about money coaching for moms. If you like to learn how to manage your personal finances and stop living paycheck to paycheck and teach your kids about money so that they can be set for life, definitely tune in to today's episode with Eileen Joy. Eileen is a money coach for moms and founder of Money School for Moms. Eileen faced a lot of challenges in her life money coaching comes from her personal experience she hit rock bottom and had to start over she had to get a new house a new job and a new car and rebuild her life she had to deal with in-laws having to find new friends a new village and deal with her ex all while doing it all join us today and learn how to manage your finances and empower your kids to do the same Thank you for reviewing, downloading, and subscribing to our podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now be the messenger of hope and share this episode with one of your friends. If you found value in today's episode, be sure to leave us a review over on Apple Podcast. It really does help to spread the message and make the podcast available worldwide to help single parents thrive. Thank you to all my listeners out there and a special thank you to Mortu for leaving us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. A hidden gem in the podcast world, I tune into the emotional resilience for single dads and it was transformative. Israel Smith emphasizes prioritizing self-care, sleep, nutrition and gratitude to enhance coping skills. His insights into managing stress and understanding emotions offer valuable guidance. The podcast's engaging format and compassionate approach make it a must-listen for single parents seeking empowerment and support on their parenting journey. Thank you, Morto, for this amazing review. If you'd like to be featured on the podcast, be sure to leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts to help spread the message and help single parents thrive. If you'd like to suggest a future topic for the podcast, please fill out feedback form located in episode notes. Something exciting happened as a result of this podcast. On December 9, 2022, Soul Parent Book, Inspirational Wisdom and Guidance on Navigating Life as a Single Parent was born. This is a collection of the most inspiring and powerful stories from wonderful guests over the last 33 months in my podcast, Single Parent Success Stories. Stories of accomplishments, challenges, and breakthroughs of single parents as well as experts to help navigate the post-divorce journey. When I started my podcast, my goal was to create a guide to single parents by sharing inspiring stories that remind us there is light at the end of the tunnel. Nothing is lost. It's an opportunity for a rebirth and a reinventing of yourself. It's an opportunity to look at life and become conscious of where you are headed and an invitation to create a life by design. If you like to get a copy of the book, please follow links in the episode notes. All proceeds are going to the Kinship Charity. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. I am your host, Irina Shehovtsov, and I am on a mission to empower broken-hearted women to break the chains of the past and move forward boldly into the future. Single Parent Success Stories was created to inspire single parents out there who are struggling to help them realize what is possible. Hello and welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. Today we have a special guest, Eileen Joy is joining us from Atlanta, Georgia. She is the money coach for moms and founder of Money School for Moms. She teaches high-achieving moms how to create wealth so that they can have a healthy relationship with money, stop living paycheck to paycheck so that they can teach their kids about money so they can be set for life. Her 11-year-old son knows more about money than most adults. Eileen created an easy system that any busy mom can follow and specializes in working with high-achieving professional moms who are committed to investing in themselves and their children. Eileen has created a safe and comfortable environment to learn about one of the most avoided and taboo subjects, money. No more shame, guilt, or embarrassment. Eileen is also a single mom of one. Welcome, Eileen. It is a pleasure to have you. 
Thank you so much, Irina, for having me today. This is going to be so much fun. Awesome. I can't wait. So please share with us your story. How did you become a single parent? I became a single parent through divorce. And it was quite a journey, to say the least. And, you know, it was in, in one of those relationships where you know it's over and you are afraid to leave because you're not sure if you can make it on your own. And you come up with all these stories and excuses in your mind to keep you to stay. And that's kind of how that's kind of how it went for me. It was like some days I'm really happy and some days I just want to stay in bed and cry. And the staying in bed and crying days were more often than the having the good days. And it got to that point where I was like, all right, it's time. It's really time. And my son at the time was really young and I was I was actually afraid like the story that I was telling myself, I was afraid of destroying his life. Like, that's what I kept telling myself. I'm going to destroy his life. He's really happy. He's a really happy kid. And this is his world. And it's, and I'm going to be the one to rip it apart. And that was what kept me stuck for a really long time, along with, can I make it on my own? And that became my, my struggle. And then finally, when I said, I can't do this anymore, his world is actually not as good as I thought in my mind. <laughs> so we gotta we gotta do something about this. So it was all from my divorce. I, I I got divorced. I I pulled the trigger. I said, okay, we're gonna do this. You know, I really want him to stay a happy kid. And thankfully, thankfully, and thankfully, I did because he is thriving so great right now. Like he's just just blooming into the most wonderful young man. And he was five when the divorce was final. And now he's 11. And just, just watching him blossom every single day and just discover the world and learn and loving, like he loves school, like he loves school so much. And so I realize now that it's those stories that you hold in your mind that can hold you back and keep you stuck in that fear. And, um, and, and I instill that in him too. Every day is just, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. <laughs> I think that's beautiful, you know, yeah. giving, having a life example in yourself and teaching him that way. Not doesn't matter what you say, but matters what you do. So leaving the action, I think that's, that's incredible. What were some of the challenges you faced when you became a single parent? Oh, there were a lot. There were a lot of challenges. And, you know, you just kind of have to face them head on one by one. And my first challenge was that I had to sell my house because of my divorce. Uh, my during in the middle of my divorce, my my divorce attorney's office kept sending me these invoices I couldn't pay because I ran out of money. And when I first interviewed all of the attorneys that I was interviewing, I told them how much money I had. And I said, is this going to be a problem? Because I really don't have a lot of money and I know divorce can be expensive. And not one of them said to me, oh, don't worry about it. It won't be a problem. Well, it became a problem. And then all of a sudden, the attorney's office started harassing me for money. And I had no more money. I had no way of getting extra money. I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to pay this. And so I ended up having to sell my house to pay for my divorce. And then at the same time, I also had to leave my job because I was working with my sister-in-law at the time and the work environment became quite toxic and I just couldn't be there anymore. And I had to leave and find another job. I had a great job. So thankfully, universe provided me with another great job. And then my son and I got into a really bad car accident. And my car was totaled. We both ended up in the hospital. I'm still dealing with a neck injury from that. And all of this was going on at the same time during my divorce and at the tail end of a bankruptcy. So these were huge challenges that I was facing. And it was also like all of those fears that I had of, can I make it on my own? <laughs> Stuff was like slapping me in the face. And I was like, oh my God, no, 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 it's happening, you know? And 
so at the end of the day, I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. You know, I can do this. And it was so funny because I received a check in the mail from my attorney's office because they had seized all of my assets. Anything that I had, they took it. When I sold the house, they took the proceeds from the house. They wouldn't even let me have them until the divorce was final because they wanted to make sure they got paid first. So they sent me a check in the mail for the difference, which happened to be $347. And that was all I had left. So now I had to find a new house and a new job, a new car, and start all over with $347. And I was like, okay, we can get up off the floor. You know, I'm crying. You're know, like, I was just crying and crying and crying. You know? <laughs> I'm like, what am I going to do? Woe is me. But that's not who I am, right? I picked myself up and I said, we're going to figure this out. So I did. I got the new house, got the new car, got the new job, started all over, did all the things. And along the way, I just kept telling myself, keep moving forward, keep moving forward, one foot in front of the other. And when I, I'm still in the same house that I got when I first got divorced. And I had this chalkboard that I hung up kind of by the doorway and it says, keep moving forward. And still there, I haven't erased it. It still says it. And every day I see it, keep moving forward. And that's really what I just, it was like my, my mantra every single day of like, what's most important today? What's my next priority? How am I going to face these challenges? And they were pretty big ones. Yeah. They were pretty big ones. Yeah. So that's what I did. How, how were you able to get a new house when you had $300? Well, you know, you have to get scrappy, right? <laughs> right, right? And, you know, one of the biggest things when when all of a sudden you're single, right, and you go through a divorce, and that's when you also learn who your real friends are and who's there to support you, right? And it's pretty fascinating to see who sticks around and who doesn't. And then also realizing that, you need to ask for help because especially as women, we tend to not ask for help. We, we all, you know, have this mantra of like, we need to be wonder woman or super woman or have these superpowers of like, we can do it all right. We can be a single mom, work a full-time job and, and a part-time job and maybe have a side hustle too, and be a mom and, you know, maybe date question mark. And <laughs> And like, oh, wait, can I have friends too? Can I, you know, and what else can I add to my plate? And oh, when will I shower? When will I work out? When will I make food? When will I go shopping? When will I clean the house? When will I do all these things, right? And it's like we pile all of these things onto us until we're completely burned out and we're like, WTF. <laughs> and, and it was really for me, because I am that type of person where I will just overschedule overdo and pile on and then overthink about it all, right? And I had to come to terms with me being okay to ask for help. And it was first of like all those people that stuck around. And I was like, I need help moving. Can someone please help me? You know, and just really just the little things of like, what do I need help with? What do I really need help with? And just, you know, really figuring out who can I trust and who will help me? And that's really what I did. And I just reached out to people and I'm like, this is what I'm struggling with. You know, can you please help me work through this? And also getting a great therapist. I really highly recommend that. Yeah. And finding a good therapist is like finding a good pair of jeans, right? Not all of them fit <laughs> and it's okay to keep going until you find one that you really jive with, because that's, that's the most important thing. Cause when you're spilling your guts to someone, you want to make sure that they're the right one. Totally right. And I, yeah. I agree with you about, you know, piling things up and not asking for help because usually we are on the giving end of help. We are not on the receiving end. And how do you like reverse that uh, and, and make it okay. Just like you do the one thing, you can do the other thing. And yeah, totally, totally get it. Um, if you could go back in time, would you do anything differently? Probably. But, you know, we learn as humans, like we learn from the mistakes we make. 
And we learn from those bumps in the road, right? Because if everything is always smooth sailing and happy and rainbows and unicorns, right? There's really no life lesson there, right? So it's like, you know, you you hear people say, you know, with the wisdom that I had today, I would start all over, right? If I could go back to when I was 20 or whatever, or do high school, I would never do high school all over again, even with what I know now. <laughs> but, you know, it's really like just, it's just taking the lessons that you've learned along the way and realizing that that's made you who you are now, right? And realizing that life is happening for you, not to you. Because when you're in it, right, when you're really stuck and you feel awful and you just want to curl up in a ball in your bed with a box of tissues and ice cream and a movie that makes you cry, right, which we all do that from time to time, right? But that's when we really notice life, right? And that's when we could make a decision, right, and of our choices, right? We have the choice to stay stuck in bed and curled up with the ice cream and crying, right? Or we could just move forward, right? And say, well, where am I stuck? And what's my, what can I, what's one little thing that I can do today to make myself feel better, you know, or to do the thing, right? And it's really, I think that's really, I think the lesson that I wish I knew earlier because I probably wouldn't have had so many bumps in the road and I would have been able to be more mindful about those roadblocks when I encountered them. Because I realize now, just having a completely different frame of mind around it, is that when I do see a bump in the road or feel a bump or there's like a wall, I'm easily navigating them now. And I notice that I'm not stuck for a long period of time as I was in the past saying, I don't know how to get myself out of this. And I stay stuck for like years, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and now it's just moments or maybe a month or a week or a couple of days, depending upon what it is. And so I really think that that's something that I wish that I knew how to, how to navigate earlier in life. But I'm teaching my son that now because I see that he comes into these bumps in the road that make him you know, shut down or like have, you know, bits of anger and all these things where, you know, whereas you can stay angry about something for a really long time and let it eat at you, or you could focus on the solution, right? So I'm taking the life lessons that I wish that I knew earlier. And instead of saying, oh man, I wish I could do things differently. I'm like, well, you know what? I can teach my son how to navigate that for himself. And then have that part of his that part of the legacy that I leave for him to have him navigate life a lot a lot more with ease. And then he can take that with him and teach his own kids and so on and so on. I think it's beautiful and you're so right about you know learning the lessons and if everything is always uh, unicorns and rainbows, <laughs> there are no lessons. <laughs> Sometimes we gotta be triggered or pushed so hard so that we kind of open our eyes and wake up and ask where are we going <laughs> so that brings me to my next question how was money school for moms born money school for moms <sighs> money school for moms is the program that i wish that i had when i was learning about money because it was so interesting because after my divorce, when all of those things came tumbling down all at once, and I was like, what? <laughs> it felt like a big boulder was just laying on me and I couldn't move, right? And then I was like, okay, now what? And at that time, it wasn't really, really wasn't focused on money per se. It was just, well, I got to get a house. I got to get a job. I got to get a car. I got to get out from this bankruptcy. I, I have to do the things, right? And then once my mind was cleared from that and I realized, oh, I really do need to focus on my money. I'm a single mom now with a five-year-old. I only have $347 to my name and how do I get myself out of this? And then once I did and I was able to find myself a new job, I got back on track very quickly. You know, it wasn't like I was stuck for very long. 
in my mind, I was more stuck than it was in reality, you know, because I was getting a paycheck. I was fine. I was paying the bills like nothing was wrong. You know, it was just a little bump. But, you know, the stories make it so big. And so then once I got back down to earth, right, and I was like back on track and I was settled and into my new groove and I was feeling fine, I was able to realize like, okay, I really need to take control of my money. How do I do that? Right. So then I went to Google University, like most people do. Right. We go to Google and we start searching. What do I do with my money or, you know, money management or budget or these words. Right. We look it up and then it's just we don't really know. Like you look at Google and it doesn't really teach you anything. It's just maybe a blog post about information, but it's not really teaching you anything. It's not telling you, well, Eileen, this is what you should do with your paycheck. Right. This is how you can save money for your, you know, for your emergencies and save money for fun. And maybe you want to go on a vacation or, you know, save money if, if there's something that comes up with your car or whatever. Right. And, and invest for your future. They don't, they don't tell you how to do that on Google. Right. They don't tell you how to share your money with others and give because it's a really great thing to do and to help others with your money. And they don't teach you how to spend your money wisely. All they want you to do is buy things. Right. So you go online and all you see is you need this. You need this. Buy this now. This is amazing. You have to have this. You need to buy this overpriced thing. You know? <laughs> and all we're doing is spending and spending and spending, which is exactly what I was doing. Right. And I realized that I was just spending my money on things and not really saving money, investing my money or sharing my money with others. And I realized there was an issue here. So I took a step back and I just really started teaching myself about money and I got help. I asked for support and I did all the things. I started listening to podcasts and I was like, these podcasts don't don't make sense to me. Like the podcasts that I were was was finding were um they were like more advanced topics that I didn't really understand and it was just kind of going over my head. And I was like, "All right, this doesn't work." So then I started reading some books. And that was more helpful. And now after all these years, I've read over 300 books. And I just keep reading and reading and learning and learning. And I always say I read the book so you don't have to. <laughs> right? It's just I will save you a ton of time. And and the thing is, is like, there was one day when um, I realized that I wasn't living paycheck to paycheck anymore. I forgot it was payday. Like, can you believe that? Like, what's that like, right? Like, you're always like, oh, I have to wait for my next check. Or I can't do that until I get paid. Or like, you can't pay a bill until you get paid. It's like all the stuff from like last month or like, previous months or even from like the holidays from last year, like you're still paying off. Right. But I still remember that day when I forgot it was payday and it didn't matter because I had enough money. And I was like, this is amazing. right. I threw like a little party. And I was like, I was jumping up and down and it was great. Right. And it was, it was really cool because after after all of this happened, I realized that I had a fully funded emergency fund. I was debt free. I had that new car that I had to buy. I had gotten a six year car loan for that car and I paid that car off in three years. And I'm now on track to retire early and I'm actually on track to retire. Like before, I wasn't even sure if that would even happen. Right. <laughs> I, was, I can do it. And. You know, and, and I was doing all these things. So then my friends started saying, Eileen, how did you do this? Show me. I want to know. Like, you you dug yourself out of this, and I want to know how you did it. So I showed them. I started showing my friends. And then they started getting the same results as me. And then they started sending people to me. Eileen can help you. <laughs> and then one day, my, my son said to me, Mommy, you should help other moms. You're so good at this. Right. And I was like, you know what? I should. You're right. You know, and then also along the way, I realized that we don't learn about money in school. And neither are our kids. Our kids aren't learning about money in school either. Right. So then I started teaching my son about money 
more than just giving him an allowance and letting him spend it, right? Because that's what, that's what most people do, right? We give the kids allowance and here, you can go buy something, you know, go buy something is normally what you'll say to them, right? And I realized that I'm just going to turn him into a spender too, if I do that, right? So I took a step back and I said, okay, how am I going to show him how to save, how to invest, how to share his money with, you know, people that he cares about or organizations that he cares about and also spend it smartly, right? And so we started working on that. And that's essentially how Money School for Moms was born because I was, I became the money coach for moms and I started coaching all these amazing women who realized the same thing of like, I don't know what to do with my paycheck. I have a great job. I'm a really smart person. And I realized that I really was never taught this and I don't know what to do with it. And, you know, what we need to realize is that it's not your fault. You know, we blame ourselves and we, and we, we feel shame and embarrassment about money, right? And then we feel guilty that we don't know what to do with it or, or if we spend money on ourselves. And then, you know, we, we have that guilty feeling afterwards, like, oh, well, I should have paid the water bill, but I like those shoes, you know, <laughs> right? And it's like, we didn't learn about it in school. It's not your fault, right? Stop blaming yourself because it's not your fault. Right. And once I had to realize that for myself, right. And then I help all my clients realize that too. And it's like, you can, you get to take your power back. Right. Because we get to fix our money mindset. Right. And then become aware of how much it costs to be you. And then learn how to spend and create your goals based on the things that you care about. Right. The things that you value. And then you get to tell your money what to do. Right. That's my four step framework, MAVY. Mindset, awareness, values, and you get to tell your money what to do, right? And that's what we do in Money School for Moms. So I took everything that I learned from working one-on-one -on -one with my clients and I created a program where you can come and learn all the things that you never learned in school and you get to teach your kids, which is one of the most important things and a, a really important legacy that you could leave for your kids. Because then they'll take that. They'll be able to set themselves up for life. Like my son, I've empowered him with a financial education. And now he's going to be a multimillionaire by the time he's my age. Like, that's amazing. He'll have time freedom. He'll have the opportunity of choice. He can choose whether or not he wants to work. He can choose if he wants to travel the world or volunteer for an organization that he feels really strongly about which he has many. And it's really amazing because I give him an allowance and immediately he knows what to do with it. He saves, invests, he gives, and he, and he spends sometimes, right? He doesn't even really like to, he doesn't really need anything, right? So he's like, I don't really need that, you know? And if there's something he wants, he'll save for it. Like in the past, it was Legos. Like he loves Legos. And then once he found out how expensive they were, he was shocked, you know, because I remember there was one day we were in the store. We were, I think it was Walmart. And he wanted to buy something with his money. Because I remember when I was little, I would always ask my mom, can I, can I have that? Can I have that? Can I have that? When we would be in the store. And she'd be like, no, you can't have that. You know, we don't have the money for that. Or money doesn't grow on trees or, you know, whatever she would say. Some form of no. <laughs> right. But now my son never asks me, mommy, can I have that? because he has his own money, right? And he knows that if he wants something, he can buy it himself. So we were in the store and every time we go to the store, he brings his wallet. And so I said, is there anything that you wanna get today, something special before we leave the store? And he said, you know what? I think I wanna get some Legos. So we went over to the Lego, this was years ago, go to the Legos. And the way that the aisle is set up, it's the little mini characters, like the tiny itty bitty little one, you get one, right? It's all the way down at the left. And then as you walk down the aisle, the sets get larger and larger and larger and more and more and more expensive. So he goes and he sees the one little thing and he's like, I don't want one little thing. I want a set, right? So he goes over and he's walking down 
further down and he's looking, he wasn't looking at the prices yet. He was just looking at the Legos. And so he picks up one of the most expensive. He's like, this is awesome. Right. And he picks it up. And I was like, how much is it? And he looks at the shelf and he's like, a hundred dollars. And he puts it down. <laughs> and I said, do you see why you get Legos for your birthday mainly and not really the rest of the year? <laughs> and it's so funny. I'm like, you ask for Legos and this is how much they cost. So then he said, I don't want to spend a hundred dollars. And I said, well, how much do you want to spend? He's like, I don't know, a dollar, maybe five. Right. So I said, okay, well, let's go look for those. Right. So we go down and down and down and we're still going looking for it, still going. Oh, we found it. It's the one little thing, <laughs> right? It's the one little figure, which was $5. The cheapest, not cheapest, the least expensive thing was $5. And he was shocked. And so this was just a great lesson for him in value of a dollar, right? What do you get for your money, right? And then we also talked about supply and demand because Legos is really the only company out there that sells Legos, right? So he was like, why are these so expensive? And I said, well, they're really the only company that sell them. And because people buy them, they continue to sell them for the price that they're selling them for. You know, we had this whole conversation about, you know, so it was just, it's really so cool to be able to have that open dialogue about money and to just be able to talk about money like it's the weather. Right. And, and this is really the whole basis of money school for moms. It's really like just learning how to normalize money in your life and for your family and learning that it's okay to learn now. doesn't matter how old you are, right? Drop what you're doing and learn, right? And then teach your kids. And what's really cool is that a lot of moms have come to me and asked me if they could take money school for moms with their kids. And so we're doing that, right? So a lot of moms are coming with their tweens or their teens and even some of their college age children. And they're coming together to money school for moms and they're learning together and they're having a blast. And it's, it's just the most mind-blowing and wonderful experience for me just to watch it happen and for me to be that person for them and to help them and really learn to get to teach them that it's okay you, that you can learn this at any age. It's, it's awesome. It's just so fun. I love it. And especially the experience that your kid had, physical experience of, of learning in the store and didn't come up as an accident. It was like a part of life. So that's, I think, is the best part. And because, yeah, they think, well, my son, he doesn't have any mind, uh, money, whatever. He Like, he comes to the store, I want this, 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 this. He doesn't care how much it costs. <laughs> he just goes. <laughs> and my daughter is the opposite. She she would, like, uh, hey, cool. I don't want this. I don't need this. I don't need this. Like, total polar opposite. <laughs> So you make a good point and and you're so right that it, I felt it doesn't matter how old you are because yet truthfully I, I think in school they, they don't teach anything any life skills that you're actually gonna need once you leave school even in college like you go you spend 12 years of your life and then you expect it to go out and find the job find the sustainable income find the relationship you know, process your emotions, all those things that are necessary for our day-to-day -day living is not really taught in school. And it is expected that you know that somehow. <laughs> so I love it. I love it that you have created it out of your own personal need and, you know, being able to help others. I think that's incredible. And, uh, yeah. So how do people, uh, you know, learn more about that? How would they, is it done online or in person? How, how, tell me more about it. Money School for Moms is a live program with me. I teach it live. And it's a 12-week program where we come together every week. It's a different topic. And so basically we go through the four-step framework. We start with your mindset and we dive into your money story because your money story is where it all begins, right? Our money story is 
it starts from the time when we're born, right? So between the ages of zero and seven are like the times when we're learning the most, right? We're sponges and we're taking it all in. And then it doesn't matter what it is, everything. We're taking it all in, right? This is what we, we learn how to walk and talk and do all these things. And we're learning this from our parents and from our environment. Same thing with money, right? So we're learning whether or not your parents are sitting down with you and saying, this is what you need to know about money. You're learning about it from your environment and from your parents. You're learning about if they avoid it or if they yell about it with each other or if they're constantly saying, I don't have enough or, you know, whatever it is, like you're learning about it, right? And that just lives in your subconscious, right? And then if you've got kids, you've already programmed them, right? Whatever your money story is now, you've taught them already, right? And so now they have this money story that lives inside of them, right? And that's what we start with, right? Is learning how to rewrite your money story, right? Is learning that you can and it's possible, right? The money story you have now, you can change and you just have to want to, right? And it's so funny because actually I was on a call yesterday with my client, Sharon, and we've been working together for six months and we were reminiscing about how it was like day one, you know, till now. And we were kind of just going back with like down memory lane of like, remember when you first started and you know where you are now? And like, she was so afraid of her money and she was so afraid of messing her kids up. And it was, it was so fascinating, like how far she's come. And now she's not afraid of her money at all. She invests like a pro, like we were on, we were on our Zoom. She was doing some investing and she's like, oh wait, let me open my app. Right. So she gets her phone out. She opens her app and she just starts doing it. And I was like, look at what you're doing. Like you couldn't do this like a couple months ago. Like this is amazing, you know? And it's just, I mean, she's like, wow, you're right. I never even would have like realized that I would ever be able to do this on my own, you know? And so, oh, I mean, I could talk about this for hours. Anyway, so we do the mindset piece <laughs> and then we go into the awareness piece, which is how much does it cost to be you? Right. And really diving in, like, how much does it cost to be Irina? Right. How much? Like, I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. So we figure that out because personal finance is personal. Right. Yes. You can take a money class, but unless you can personalize it for yourself, you're not going to do anything with it. You're just going to be like, yeah, I learned about money. Great. Right. But figuring out how much does it cost to be you and then knowing what to do with that. Right. And then moving on to your values of what do you care about? What do you care about, right? It's not like when you go to Target for deodorant and you go in and you spend $300 on those really cool like decorative pillows and that really pretty top or those shoes or you know what you just grab stuff off the shelf and then you completely forget the deodorant, <laughs> right? And you get home and you're like, oh, I gotta go back to the store. Right. And it's more honing in on what do I really care about? And then telling your dollars what to do. Right. You get to tell your money what to do. Right. So we create those goals of what do you want your money to do? Where do you want to spend your money? What makes you happy? Right. And everyone is different. Personal finance is personal. Right. So we personalize it for you. And then you get to take off from there. And we go through every week learning everything you need to know about money, how to fill your bank accounts, how to invest for the future, how to give money to those charities that you care about. And then obviously you're in control. I love it. I love it. It's a brilliant framework. So what did you discover about yourself when you did this exercise? What was your worth and, and uh, what makes you happy? What did you discover about yourself? It's really fascinating because every year I'm changing. And this was another thing that I realized from my divorce is that I'm a different person now. And before my divorce, I really didn't know who I was as a person. I didn't really know Eileen, you know, and I knew I was a wife at the time. And then I became a mom 
And then I got lost in that. I lost myself, you know? And so now it's really cool because like, it's not just about money. Like your money and your life are so intertwined. Like they, they, they're always together, right? So when you're, when you're thinking about your money, you also need to think about your life of like, what really makes me happy? What do I enjoy? What do I want out of my life? What brings me joy? Right. And some of those things cost money and some of them don't. Right. Like one of the things I love most is spending time with my son and that's free, you know, unless we go somewhere and I have to spend money, but <laughs> you know, but most of the time it's like, we've got snuggle time and you know, all these different things. We play board games and do, we go hiking and all these things. And I love that, you know, and every year I'm finding more and more things about myself. Like even this year I started taking a hip hop class. Like I take a dance class. It's so fun. Right. I used to take tap jazz and ballet when I was little. I started when I was three and then I went like all the way through high school and then I stopped. And then it was like, you know, dancing in the club after that, (laughs) you know, and then I became a mom and I was like, okay, I got to stay home. And then, you know, and I'm like, I love dancing. So I'm taking a dance class. So I put that in my, you get to tell your money what to do. I'm telling my money. I want to take a dance class. I'm going to pay for that. You know? And you know what else? I love having someone clean my house. I don't like cleaning my house. So I have someone come clean my house. And I do not feel guilty about that because I love it that I can do what I need to do and have someone take care of something that I don't really love. But you know what? What else is really cool about that is that I pay her and she makes an income from that. So we're helping each other. Right? And it's just all these things that, you know, you reframe for yourself of like, Take your power back, you know, and say to yourself, what do I really want? What do I care about? Create boundaries around that. And then knowing that it's okay to spend money on things. And you get to create that. It's so beautiful. Yes. And I totally agree with you. I was right there where you were. I was someone else's spouse, someone else's mom, but who was I? I didn't know any longer knew. And I discovered, and you write about, you know, changes because every six months we change just like our cells and our body changes, our mindset and ideas and values change every six months. And I also went out looking how to make myself happy. And I discovered I used to do Argentine tango dancing before I was married. During marriage, my husband didn't really like me doing that because I was dancing with other men. So after marriage, I, after divorce, I went back into dancing. It was incredible. I learned awesome. how to get myself a voice coach and I learned how to sing, which was also incredible. And I still do it to this day. I went and I joined uh, Toastmasters and allowed me to learn public speaking. <laughs> so I totally kind of understand where you were coming from and how you you know direct you tell your money where where to go by you know whatever makes you happy whatever your values are this is what you do with with them and with your life so i love that uh, what do you think is the most important trait to instill in a child the most important hmm. there's so many it's really navigating life lessons i think just through just Noticing through my own son and the way that he navigates life and how he gets frustrated so easily and he can let things stop him and keep him stuck. And it's really just learning how to take life as it comes and learning how to move the roadblock aside with ease. And yes, it's okay to feel your feelings. That's another thing is that when I was growing up, it was not okay to feel anything but happy, right? Like if I had some type of anger emotion or frustration emotion or a negative anxiety emotion, I had to go in my room and close the door and feel it alone. And that messed me up for a really long time. (laughs) And and I, and I noticed that with him, like, you know, he'll feel that and I let him feel it. I bought him this doll that's made to hit like you're supposed to. Like when you're feeling angry, 
it actually, you know, it's like punching something, you know, but instead of punching, you get to like hit it and, and it, like, it gets that physical emotion feeling out and it, it, it brings him down to earth so quickly and helping him navigate his anger feelings and helping him through his frustration and his anxiety, like with just starting middle school and all these things that are going on and just being there for him. Right. And I just, I feel it's just really important to have that support. Like everyone needs support. You're right. And I totally uh, get, get where you're coming from. And I think it's important to release our emotions because if we don't release them, they end up in a disease because we were holding on on something. We were, you know, not letting go. And now we have a disease. So it's important to release our emotions through any means necessary, anything that's possible. What kind of advice would you share with single parents who are just stepping onto the journey of single parenting? I would say get support. Um, don't hide. Don't, don't try to, you know, because... A lot of people associate embarrassment with divorce and you tend to retreat and hide and not really talk about it and, you know, feel like you don't, you don't want to talk about it because you're embarrassed or you feel that shame about being divorced. But you know what? The statistic with divorce now is getting higher and higher and higher. And it seems like Every other person's getting divorced, you know, but everyone's still feeling shame about it and, and you don't want to talk about it. But I feel it's so important to create that support system around you and to ask for help. And just even if you just want someone to listen, like go out, go out with a friend, you know, and just talk or get a therapist or, you know, something just there's divorce support groups. There's like, just look, just ask for help with whatever it is that you're having issues with, because that also can keep you stuck for a longer time. And also um, even just in negotiation process with your own divorce and mediation and all these types of things, if you're coming from a place of fear and you're not really paying attention and you don't have the support on your side of someone helping you navigate through that, when it's all said and done and your divorce decree is final and you signed it and then you're like, oh no, why did I sign that? I should have done blah, blah, blah. You know, things like that. It's just really just having that support system and really understanding that you're going to go through stuff and your emotions are going to be all over the place and you need help. And it's not just a divorce attorney that you need help from. It's a tribe, you know, create your village. Totally, totally agree with you, because I think, uh, yeah, mentally, emotionally, I was on my own. Uh, yeah, there was a divorce attorney and everything, but I really, I felt like they were just, okay, what do you want? What do you want with the mediators? And I didn't know what I wanted. I, You don't have the clarity. You live in this fog of uncertainty, and you don't know what's next step to take that's going to be the good step. I wish I had the time machine. I could run and check it out. <laughs> tell myself that so totally agree with you about having a tribe and not having to do this stuff on your own but having those yeah. people in your life who kind of cheer you on and support you uh, along the way if people would love to connect with you or learn more about you where would they go the easiest place to go is my website it's momswhomoney.com very simple Yep. We'll include it in episode notes. Is there anything I haven't asked that you would like to share? Oh, I have so much to share. I could go on for three hours. Um, <laughs> I feel like the best thing to really think about right now, no matter what your situation is, whether you're thinking about becoming single whether or not you're married or not, if you're just in a relationship and you want to break up with someone, or if you're married and you have to go through the divorce process, or you're already divorced and you're single now, and you're just in the situation where you're just feeling stuck, your next step is really just to make a decision, right? It's decide to make that choice to make the change that you need to make today, right? And whether it's with money or something else, right? It's just Make the decision to go do the thing that's holding you back the most. Because if you keep yourself there, 
you're going to be there forever, right? So just make that decision, go out and do the thing. And I actually have a free gift that I would like to share. Of course, please. Okay. Thank you. So I have a free guide. It's called Six Steps to Money Smart Kids. And I have been, I have gotten such great feedback about this guide. And you can find this guide at momswhomoney.com slash kids. Awesome. Awesome. We'll include it in episode notes. Thank you so much. I think that's incredible. And I love what you do for moms and what you were able to do for yourself. And you're so right about we always one decision away from changing our life. But oftentimes it's the decision that's the difficult part. Because once you make the decision, you can follow a plan. You can go and do that. Whatever it is that you're trying to change, whether it's your financial relationship or your mental relationship or relationship with your kids or your family, you're always only one decision away. So thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom. I love the work that you're doing and helping you know others become financially free and take control of their time. I think that's incredible. Thank you so much. I was so grateful for being here today. You're welcome. Thank you. If you like this episode, please share with somebody who would benefit. You can leave comments, topic suggestions, and add your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It also helps greatly when you download the episode. If you feel lost, emotionally hurt after divorce and want to rediscover who you are, you don't have to do it alone. Join our community on Facebook, Limitless Women, Self-Love, Mindset and Support for Relationships, where we hold trainings and various events to help you thrive and become happy again. Because life after divorce is possible and can even be great. If no one told you today, I want you to know that I love you and believe in you. Because you are limitless.